listening to the Adam and Kyle podcast, where we hope to ignite inspiration through seeking the extraordinary and the ordinary. We will bring you episodes where we will let you in on our decades-long journey as friends and have conversations with guests about their passions, learning through lived experiences, and what challenges and excites them. Also, listen for bonus episodes that revolve around our shared love for music as we take a deep dive into our favorite bands, albums, and what we're spinning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy the show. Here we are, part three of our top 100 releases of the year series. This is Here's What's Spinning, and this is Adam, and I'm sitting here with Kyle. What's up? And we're also sitting here with the special guest that we teased in the last couple episodes. I'm sure you could all figure out who it is. (laughs) Why Why don't you say hello? Hey, guys. Top guesses on uh, on who's speaking right now. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm gonna guess. Very previous listeners. Is this Mike Portnoy? Is this John no. Petrucci? First name Royden, last name Mitten. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are here with Spencer Zakash. Zach, Zach. Hello, 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 hello. So close. How are you, Spencer? I'm awesome. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thanks for uh, thanks for including me in the top fifteen albums discussion of the year. I think this is something we've been talking about essentially for the whole year already as it builds, but to put it on paper is going to be fun. So Mm -hmm. it was a hard year for albums to pick top 15. There was Mm -hmm. well over 150 albums released this year. We didn't listen to all of them. I think Adam listened to around 140. I hit the 120 mark. Uh, It was just a new album, like every three days. Oh, yeah. isn't that insane? That's 2021 albums. Like I found this year, I lo- I listened to a lot of old. Like as I was making my list, I mean, like oh my god, like a ton of the music I've listened to this year is actually from mm. previous years. You know, so yeah, that's a whole other thing. How many albums do you think you listened to, Spencer? Because oh, I sent you the full, or just like I listened to little bits and pieces. And... I mean, I mean. Uh, different albums uh, yeah like 100 150 but like in full that i went back to and re-listened to re-listened to uh significantly less i'd say there's probably like 25 albums that i've really put had on, on repeat and listened to a lot mm-hmm. that was the big but, problem with this year was mm-hmm. not being able to go back and re-listen to a lot of these exactly yeah, yeah. I like really like diving into albums when they're released and like listening to them for a few days. But when Same. there's a new album released every three days, it's kind of hard to, and they weren't even released every three days. They were released in like groups of three to 10. Yeah. And so you can't like listen to them week to week and keep up on them. Oh, I know. And a lot of the bands that like, uh, I don't know. A lot of the bands on my list are obviously bands that have, I've loved for years, like for a long time. Mm-hmm. So just, hearing mm-hmm. listening to the albums just makes me want to go back and I go back and listen to old albums. And all of a sudden I'd be in a hole into the rabbit hole. You know, we should, we should start a committee that limits the <laughs> amount of music that can be <laughs> released in a year and manages release yeah. dates so that it's evenly spaced throughout yeah. the year. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. A regulatory board for all music. Yeah. Yeah. For mental health purposes. The <laughs> next year could be just as crazy. Cause I think there's still, a lot of bands that have done their quote unquote COVID sessions. Mm-hmm. And like the, 
I was making a list yesterday, like of just starting of like the albums that I know that are coming out next year that I'm like anxious to listen to. It's already at 12. Really? Lordy. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's gonna, it's gonna be a time. It's gonna well, be I think from now you're gonna do a top 100 most anticipated albums. <laughs> well, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a weird thing. Cause like, as we get on in life, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the bands that we listen to are still that's writing sad. music, but there's all these new bands also coming out making music. So that's contributing to the problem as well. I know. That's mm-hmm. just I, crazy. I use the problem the, the term problem loosely mm-hmm. because it's not really a problem. I do love music and love seeing people active. I just <laughs> I just wish I had more time to <clears throat> focus on it. Yeah. And some of those new bands are sick because there are some fairly recent bands in my top 15 mm-hmm. that I had never heard until this year. Really? See, that surprises yeah. me. There's that two. That is not like my list. No. Oh, there's, no. there's two that made my top 10 list that I think are new this year. Three that are new this there's, year. There's a few that are new to me. Um, well, that's kind of what I mean. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Like the, some of these artists, like they've been around for maybe four or five years ish. Mm-hmm but like fairly new to me this year or just very recently. What, uh, I'm very, very curious. What was your criteria Spencer for this top 15? Um, yeah. So did Charlie, you... I, I did ask Adam this because this kind of changes how I evaluate my, or make my decisions. Okay. So it's always like that, like the battle between, okay, are we, are we talking about, analyzing this with objective quality and you know or are we totally. doing this based on on just like how it impacted our year and yep um and personal preference so what i will say I'll, I'll note here is that i i did my very best to have it have it kind of specifically pertain to my personal experience with these albums this year totally yep okay um i think it's just too hard to analyze such a huge you know realm of music and then pinpoint it into a list so yeah i think i just put it down whatever i felt honestly and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool seeing it on paper now and this so this is just the summation of my top 15 albums that i have probably listened to the most and okay. or have had the biggest impact on me wonderful yeah i think the yeah. approach that we had was similar throughout the year we've been using this objective quality ranking system but what we yeah. found when we were doing that <laughs> is that it was actually so influenced by what mood we were in and so influenced yeah. by just our own perspectives that even an objective like quality rating is still uh, um, so clouded by subjectivity yeah exactly yeah. so that being just... said is that the ratings we used i did use them as a starting point but my top albums on this list didn't always come out with the highest rankings mm-hmm. of objective rating. Yeah. That's exactly mine too. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of excited to, to share that with you guys. Totally. Perfect. Uh, before we get into this top 15, we were going to do a, a tiny little recap of the first 85. I know Spencer had <laughs> some questions cause there was some surprises, mm-hmm. but I will yeah. ask Kyle first cause we did go through it now that we've sat with it for, a couple days kyle what was the what were some of the biggest surprises on my list 
for you that you can remember. Um, one of the biggest ones that I recall is uh, how Normandy didn't make it to your top 10 list. Mm -hmm. um, or top 100 list, rather. Um, and then the other one that really stood out to me was that uh, you actually put the Ginger Wallflowers album higher on your list than I did. And when we talked about it, like I'm much bigger of a fan of Ginger than you are. And so yep. I thought that was really intriguing. Yeah, that was a that was a subject of just spending more time with it. Mm -hmm. I have a real problem, as you both know, with recency bias. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and so I will either really love an album at first and then it kind of gets lower as time goes sometimes, or I don't like an album at first and then it grows and grows and grows. Um, yeah, absolutely. Which is a good product of my top 15, to be honest, because there's some albums that I ranked really high that wouldn't have ranked higher before, but when I went back and re-listened to them, I was like, oh man, this gets me in the feels. Yeah, yeah right? <clears throat> which, which kind of lends itself to the fact that I kind of feel bad for for when i made this list not having spent as much time with these albums as i'd have liked to because i think the mm -hmm. list would be heavily influenced if uh i'd be able to listen to either the entire album in some cases or the album more than once and a lot of others totally yeah um what was most surprising for you about my list that you remember <laughs> Um, definitely the fact that Kanye West made it into your list. <laughs> yeah, that one surprised me too. Yeah. That one was, uh, surprising. Um, there was another one on there that I was just like, thought it was interesting. I can't put was my it name on it right now. Um, yeah, that was a little... I just know you're typically not a huge Mastodon fan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, especially when, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but when I, I can't remember what year it was now, because what is time? <laughs> but a few years ago, I put Emperor of Sand as either my like number one or number two album of the year. Yeah. And I remember you telling me that you couldn't even get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Which just still shocks me, because that is still... Uh, very high up there is like some one of my favorite some of my favorite albums that have been released in like the last 10 years I still go back to that album all the time mm -hmm. I think of one of the factors of that though of course is that taste does evolve over time like my music taste now is different than what it was 10 years ago and 20 years ago totally and I've been yeah. all of like when I was a kid I was into like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and like that was my first <laughs> concert was back or was NSYNC and then it was shortly after that that I found my dad's Iron Maiden tape and he took us to Metallica and like... <laughs> the rest is history. Yeah, but even since then, like I've gone through years where I've been way more into to country and folk and there's been years that I'm more into like the, the really brutal metal. And then yeah. there's other years that I'm kind of more into like the metalcore and I don't know, it just kind of evolves, which is it just goes to say that like music is so subjective. So even our top 15 list here, like... I hope that none of our listeners get offended by anything we've said because it is totally an opinion. Yeah, that and 
the like, in my opinion, uh, with the exception of like maybe a few albums on this list, on my list, any of these albums, any other year could easily be number one for me. Totally. Yeah. Like it's that good. Like it's, it's that good, much good that good quality in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, Spencer, do you have any questions about our top 85? Or um, do you want to? So those are the big surprises, eh? There wasn't much, no other big ones. I mean, I think for both Kyle and I, how low we had Iron Maiden on our list is maybe a surprise to some. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah, the new Maiden album didn't even make Kyle's top 50. Really? And it, yeah. I put it at number 48. I'm, yeah, like, that's much higher for me. Is it? Hmm. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I think my uh, my big surprise for me is that an EP made it to number 16. So just missed the top 15 cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the other one that was kind of funny was uh, the Bull of My Valentine. As much as we smashed on those singles, uh, both, the, both of us made it to our top 100. You to your top 50 and me to my top, uh, mm-hmm. my bottom 50. Actually, Bull of My Valentine rated one less than Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah. In my list. Well, I'm curious to hear more about that. Uh, about what? Why, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, we're here. You can ask us. Uh, yeah, I mean, they... well, let's wait. Let's just wait because it might pop up somewhere in mine. So. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Spoilers. Yeah. Well, it's there's a lot of debate you know as we got near 15 so yeah that's fine no spoilers for now we'll, we'll hold well maybe we uh, should use that as a segue and start our list maybe as well uh okay so we're gonna go from starting from number 15 going down to number one of course we're gonna do it snake style draft uh so we'll mention an album kind of talk about it and then we'll kind of see where it goes because i'm sure there'll be some overlap Mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. albums in this list so maybe uh our guest you can do the honors start us off and then i'll go okay and then and then kyle can go well I'll, yeah let's kick it off here i'm gonna kick sure. it off with uh um a band that has become special to me this year and i I've said it before it's a band that i just love to just just jam out to man they're so good um huh. throwing an orbit culture shaman Number 15 EP. Oh. Yeah. Number 15 EP. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, baby. And and my, I think my favorite song off that album is A Sailor's Tale, just because it's h- hilarious and fun and so good. <laughs> and I want to see this band live so bad, man. So bad. So badly. Yeah. Um, very, very impressed. So. Very good pick. Or uh, That EP made it to number 32 on my list. It was number seventy-five for me, for context. That's fine. So already huge discrepancy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, it's... I feel like there's going to be a significant amount of discrepancy. I think mine's going to be more predictable than you guys, uh, than yours both would be. But what I think too we'll that see. like Adam and I were chatting about this when we were recording the the top eighty-five, is that you're kind of coming into this. Uh, without any prior bias or discussion, like we've been discussing these albums all year. And so we've definitely discussed pros and cons of them and how we feel about them early on in the year. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. you're kind of coming in cold. You don't have a list that you're, I assume you don't have a list that you've been running of albums you've listened to this year that you got to choose from. Mm. So you're kind of going a little bit by. No, like uh, I go back yeah. in my, my music history and I kind of like, oh yeah, crazy, you know? Yeah, um, right. But like I said, a lot of my, a lot of my year has been shadowed by old music and then um, some discovery of some new stuff as well. So yeah, like my top 15 are really the the 15 albums that have encompassed this year in almost full. So cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, okay. Orbit culture. Good start. Great start. Um, my number 15 is architects for those that wow. wish to exist coming in at number 15. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, this album was actually one of the first ones that we actually the very first one that Kyle and I would have reviewed mm-hmm. on Here's What's Spinning. That's right. So I remember that, that was mm-hmm. and that felt like two years ago. <laughs> it was so long no. ago. But I can so still sing ago. Dead Butterflies, like it's still catchy and sticks in my head. Well, funny you say that, because I did put that as my favorite track on the album. <laughs> still there something about that about that chorus and that and that just that whole um, song is just one thing i want to say about this if you don't mind me jumping in so um first one, d, d okay yeah <laughs> overruled shut up spencer yeah <laughs> d, uh, d fell in love with that album as well and oh really she first started listening to it obviously when i started playing it mm-hmm. and the first of course the first song that i had on repeat was was dead butterflies but she thought she didn't know the name, the title of the song, so she thought it when they when he's singing it that it, he said "Step on a Fly." <laughs> so it took like four or five listens fly. for her to be like, "I don't get it. I don't understand the lyrics." <laughs> so next time you hear "Dead Butterflies," think of that, and you will not, never will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll never unhear it. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Um, that's funny that that's somewhat of a consensus is like one of the best tracks on the album mm-hmm. yeah they nailed it with that one um i mean we can talk about this one more because i'm sure it'll pop up but one of the reasons it didn't make it higher is because i felt i still felt that it was a little long mm-hmm. and it kind of would have been more of a perfect album if it was four or five songs shorter mm-hmm. right um and obviously just a huge departure from their usual sound, but I loved it. So totally. There we go. Cool. 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 Um, cool. My number 15, I think this one's going to surprise Adam. It was relatively uh, new. So the fact that it jumped up so high on the list is pretty impressive. There might be some recency bias there, but that would be the artist Whitechapel with their album kin. Nice Holy crap. Yeah. It was so good. I really liked that album. I coming the, from the guy that doesn't like the death metal. I know. Whitechapel just... is a classic, man. They're uh... <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, I thought that this album had wow. really creative guitar lines and like really great dynamics. I didn't feel like the death metal stuff was overdone, which is my complaint about most death metal is it's very repetitive. But I mm-hmm. thought that this album was great. Like I got to the end of it and I started it right over, so I uh, it hmm. made it pretty high on my list. Yeah, really cool stuff going on in this album, for sure. This one was my number 49, so I'm very surprised that that was that high up for you. 
Yeah, well, typically that death metal stuff is rated way higher in in your books, Adam, than mine. So, it, mm -hmm. wow, it's a good one. Goes yeah, to show how good by, it is, though. <laughs> produced by Will Putney from um, Fit for an Autopsy. He's pretty much has his hand in everything right now, and so it was everything. Definitely yeah. a very yeah, well autopsy pun produced <laughs> album. Yes, <laughs> just dips his hand in everything. <laughs> okay, all right. right off the hop, yeah, three different fifteens. Yeah, I think we'll still kind of converge towards the number fives. We may. Uh, number 14 okay. for me, as per snake draw rules, would be the <laughs> artist Wage War with the album Manic. I'm already shocked. <laughs> Wage War is, uh, they're, they're getting so big. Yeah. yeah. And it was funny when we were doing the, the Here's What's Spinning, when Wage War came up, I kept forgetting to listen to this album, like over like three or four episodes. And I finally listened to it and I didn't stop. So... <laughs> Again, it kind of made it in, into that top 15 for me. Yeah, it's very good. Um, I don't know what else to say much about it. It didn't make it very high on my list. And again, it was just because of, I think, of just the overall quality of stuff that was coming out. Yeah, yeah. It was a hard year. Um, number 63, it made it for me. Interesting. Uh, my favorite track was Teeth. What was yours on that one? Mm, I am bad at track names, as I always have been. <laughs> Let me... Track number four. Uh, wage War. I'm just going to go look at the track listing. I'm going to cheat. This is an open book test, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. The second track, Teeth. That's definitely yes. my favorite also. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. It rips. Another band I would just love to see live. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also, I have to, I have to put in here, um, Kyle. Yes. Ice Nine Kills announced a tour. I know coming to Calgary, but not Vancouver. Are you what? kidding me? Oh <laughs> uh, wow! Yeah, they're coming with. Yeah, let's uh, go. Uh, they're coming with. Motionless and white. Yeah. It's, and it's black, like a black like veil rides. That's right. It's like it's like a horror metal show, is what they called it, or a theatrical metal show, or whatever it is. It'd be cool. Yeah. Um. Anything else to say about uh, no. War? No, you go. I want to hear your number fourteen. My number fourteen is previously mentioned Mastodon <laughs> with their album Hushed and Grim. Okay, don't Just tell me your favorite song is yet. Just for okay. the sake of uh, cons uh, um, word, insert word here that I'm trying to say, but my mm -hmm. my rating was 69 for that one. <laughs> you know what I mean, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't say my favorite album track yet, Spencer. Um, this yeah, one also, I think this is of. The entire of my top 15 list, this is by far the longest album. This was an hour and a half long, which uh, was kind of crazy. But when I was listening to it, it didn't feel like an hour and a half long. And for an album that's that long, like 15, 16 tracks, pretty much every song was 
good. Like there wasn't really a dud on there. There's yeah. obviously more songs that I liked more than others, but I find like kind of the same thing. I find I don't know why, but with Mastodon, sometimes I get I get the feeling sometimes the songs kind of really like blend together, but this this album like everything was quite distinct to me. And yeah, I was really listening like despite the length, I think it was a little bit easier to approach than some of their albums in the past. So yeah, it was Which actually is interesting. Was yeah. Um did you want to guess my song? Is that why you told me not to say anything? No, it might pop up in my list somewhere, so I want to wait till <laughs> more spoilers <laughs> from Spencer. Spoilers. Well, do you want me to tell you or do you want me to wait? Well, why don't you tell me the song and then we can talk about it in a minute? We'll see what my answer is. Just tell me what your favorite song is. My favorite song was Eyes of Serpents. Interesting. <laughs> okay. No spoilers from Stoic Spencer. Yeah, like I said, we'll continue later. <laughs> what, uh, what's your number 14 there? Um, Senjutsu. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Now, this is where I want to talk about this a little bit because um, I don't think had this been an album or a band that I just obviously like, came up with a new album and listened to it this year, I don't think it would take, make my top 15 even close, but I don't know why. I just, I, I have this insane respect for the fact that they can still produce albums with this kind of storytelling and coming out of the pandemic as well. Like they sound so put together and so in sync and it's just, it's just so great. So if but, you want to talk about why sound... it's so low on your list. But do they sound so put together and so in sync that it's almost predictable? Um, yeah, but that's been to me made in for the last 10, 12 years. Really? Even like See, Book of know. Souls? Yeah, because Book, Book of Souls, Souls kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, and Book of Souls surprised me often. Um, I mean, they each have a very different story, but I, 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 I to be honest, I, if you're going to look at the this, this song structure and do they deviate from the formulas they've used in the past very much? I don't think so. I really, you know, it's a formula that works and is reliable. And at the end of the day, I can, I can go to their concert that they end up coming to, you know, Calgary every, every single tour and have an incredible time and, and love the new album that they play, you know? So, hmm. yeah. So you thought it was, it was predictable. Yeah. I, I, I found it predictable and uninspired. Um, I've, the only thing I did like about that album is that there is the addition of some synthesizer in the songs, but like mm -hmm. I found the the mix was poor. I found the songs repetitive and long. Like I just I really didn't like it overall. Interesting. Yeah, like it did make it to my top one hundred because Iron Maiden does hold that special place in my heart. But it was at fifty seven because that's as high as I could justify putting it based on like yeah yeah yeah. I think this is where you kind of really start to see how we deviate from like the decision-making where you like analyze mm -hmm. an album objectively versus where your, your personal history and feeling the band comes in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yep. Okay. Senjutsu. Um, so Spencer, you give, unless you have more to say about this one, you're on number 13. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, here we go. Number 13 for me is uh, is Mastodon. 
Okay. Crushed and grim. And my favorite <laughs> Surprise! song is uh, Sickle in Peace. Oh, yeah, that's a good song, too. That it's was a good song. almost there. Yeah, I don't know. I just, oh, it's so good. And that's, the, that's the, I think, the one song that I keep going back to. Mm-hmm. Very you, cool. So you, are you comfortable with that ranking? Very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, I've been trying to figure out both of your top 15 lists just in my head. And I was hoping this would make it into yours, Spencer. Yeah, did, were you, would, would you have put money on that? Um, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. A few bucks. I mean, <laughs> it's, about, it's about where I thought it was going to be, too. I didn't think it was going to be, like, in your top ten or anything, but I figured it might show up today. Yeah. And they're so reliable, and they've been... Um, a big favorite of mine for so long now, ever since my journey in Prague started years and years and years ago. So for sure. I feel like the rhythm section of that band, like just as, as instrumentalists, all four of them, I don't think get enough talk as to just how talented they are in my opinion. I mean, they used to, I feel like, yeah, I feel like a lot of the talent speak goes towards artists who I think are a little bit more like a lot more technical. Whereas this, like the overall complexity of the music is, is insane, but I just don't think people, yeah, it's not something that people bring up very often, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Is it my 13? It is. I'm already getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Um, my, 13, my, list. <laughs> uh, my 13, um, representing from Australia, I was saying in a previous episode, Spencer, I don't know what is in the water in Australia, but some of the bands that are coming out of that continent are just insane these days. So, so this was a band that I did discover this year. Um, I thought it was going to make it higher on my list, but again, I just couldn't justify putting it over some of these other ones. Mm-hmm. And that is the band Deadlights with their album, mm. The Uncanny Valley. That good, hey? Oh, yeah. So, like, part of my, part of my uh, reasoning for where I place these albums is, like, repeatability. Because I think that's a big thing of how often I can go back to these albums and this one especially when it first came out just listen to it over and over and over again and again listen to it again in the last couple weeks and ended up going through the whole album and then going through the whole album again right after and when did this album come out again oh man what was your question when did when uh, when did the album come out deadlights come out in 2021 Thanks. Yeah. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I would say it was like yeah. in the spring, March or April or May, somewhere in there. Yeah, it was pretty early, and it's been on pretty much a concert rotation. May twenty first, when this album was released. Interesting. So May twenty first, I just haven't heard a lot of chatter about it. No Ch- chatter on the chattersphere. Not a lot of chattersphere. I mean, we we talked about it a few times in in previous episodes. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just still just grabs me and obviously grabs me enough that it made it ahead of architects and Mastodon. So, yep. But again, the, the like variance between all these albums in my list is like, be like a point away <laughs> that's the thing i think like, yeah there's like flopped so much especially as you get further and further down that list it just yep. becomes a little yeah. skewed and tough wow okay good to know all righty then so are you all finished there adam I'm all good go ahead number 13 for me was the artist architects with the album for those that wish to exist hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as discussed uh the song Dead Butterflies stands out to me so much on that album. But yep. the whole album is great. Long, like Adam said, but still, it's worth a listen over and over so again. So good. So good. I would love to hear those songs live. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it'd be very cool. Yep. All right. Are you ready for another surprise? My number 12? Let's do it. Artist Maniskin with the album Teatro Dira, Volume 1. That doesn't surprise me at all. No? Okay. <laughs> no, I actually thought that might have made it higher in your list because I okay. remember you just loving it. I still love it. I still listen to it a bunch. Mm-hmm. I don't understand at all what they're saying, at least for half the album, but it, <laughs> Nor the album is just to. so good. No, it's just so good. And everyone I show it to loves it too, which yeah. is usually a good sign too. Yeah. yeah you, you, love that. you love that too, hey? I did. It was number 27 on my list. Wow. Made it pretty high. Yeah, no, they're just it's just good good old rock and roll. Totally. Those those guys and girls just know how to write a hook and and ride it till morning. For for singing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For for a foreign language album, like it's very good and very like digestible. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Very very Marty, good. there's only so many things I want to go back and listen to again. Just oh, I know. let's talk about it. Um, my number 12 is Rivers of Nile with their album The Work The Work nice um, a very standout track One definitely like up there is one of my favorite songs of the year is The Void From Which No Sound Escapes I think that song is just like top notch yep yeah like the band is incredible i think yeah they didn't spoiler they didn't make my top 15 but they would definitely be in the top 25 of the year i think and i think i just need a little bit more time to mm-hmm. like really really get into the band but mm-hmm. yeah this album, about them too i'm like wow so this album for me wasn't as digestible as their previous one where owls know my name I feel like there was a lot more that went in, went into this. This is definitely an album that I wish I had more time with, mm-hmm. but just didn't get around to it. So, um, but yeah, just another band out of that death metal genre that is changing the game. I think a little bit. totally. Well, they made it all the way yeah. up to my number nineteen. Uh, so we discussed it the last episode. Yeah. Again, high for me for the genre. So mm-hmm. uh, there's cool stuff happening for sure. You bet. That's, yeah, I, I, I'm, I can't wait to kind of keep keep diving into these guys because very much, very we much diving. You. We can't see you. 
I'm, I'm grabbing a glass of water. You guys should probably do that too for what I'm about to tell you is my number 12. <laughs> it's time for a spit take. <laughs> okay. Are you sitting down? <laughs> let me let me get ready. Wait, okay. number 12. It's either like an album that shouldn't be very high or an album that should be higher and is really low. Um, okay. Well, it's, uh, it's Tech Nine's new album, Asinine. <laughs> I didn't even know they no. make music. I didn't. Do, know that do you know? Yeah. Do you know? I don't know. I have a, I have a soft spot in the history of listening to Tech Nine, and it's like some of the most guilty shit I'll ever admit to. But God, it's so good. And his albums are. I don't know. He's been he's been pumping it out for like 20, 25 years now. Yeah, and the guy still just crushes old. it. And he's he's lyrics are questionable. But he's he's pretty talented, man. He's very fast. He performs really, really well, and he always has some incredible guests on his mm. on his albums. So, including on this <laughs> on uh, on the album Asinine, mm -hmm. is does feature Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the song Face Off as well. So I, I did hear that, that song this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard Face Off too. I. Uh... I was kind of flipping through the album, Spencer, while you were chatting there. And I'm yeah. going to go back and listen to this album because everything yeah. I like flicked through, I was into. So. It's hilarious. This is the thing with Tech Nine is that he releases albums with like 20 songs on it. And like, in my opinion, 13 of them are bad. But then seven <laughs> are like really good and really catchy. And right. I can go back and like, I'm not going to do it live. But so an album that's that less than 50% of the songs are good makes it this high on your list. Well, I'm like, but that's why you have to think about, but he still has. So if seven songs are that good and then you compare it to an EP like orbit culture, hmm. right. Which has, was it five songs, five really good yeah. songs. Well, at the end of the day, the impact <laughs> is the same or greater. But it's, it, it, it's quality over quantity, isn't it? Or it means it can be. Because like if five, if one hundred percent of the songs are good, like five out of five for the for an EP, rather than seven yeah, out had, of seventeen. Had we ranked it that way, had we ranked it that way, had I done that that approach, then yeah, I probably would have fallen lower. But like I said, which album mm -hmm. had a bigger impact, right? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And which right. one is more memorable? And yeah. Okay. Tech nine. So, I don't think that even made it to mine and kyle's listen that didn't even make it into my top 150 it was nowhere true on, on that, my radar. True on that one <laughs> i am okay but you're really up fun. then you're up then with number 11 okay number 11 might also come to you as a surprise mm -hmm. um i would say tillion factory reset oh yeah 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 <laughs> Did Tillian make the list for either of you guys? No, I don't know who that is. No, Tillian from so Dance Gavin Dance. New, yeah, oh. it's, the, it's the new, well, I mean new, but it's been on for three, four albums now. Um, lead singer for Dance Gavin Dance. Kyle hates his voice. Uh, I can see I how do. people would hate it. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, I think that, um, it, I think he's very talented and it's very catchy and it's something I found myself just listening to you in the car all the time. So hmm. yeah, I, I love dance game of dance and it's not like he took an approach that a lot of uh, lead vocalists do when they split off and do their own project. He actually kind of continued down the, the rock 
progressive kind of style, but solely his lyrics and solely his voice. So pretty cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm -hmm. Right on. I'm going to go back to that one. Cause yeah, I Good. like him a lot and I like Good. his, and I think it has, I can't remember who the artist, who the instrumentalists are, but I think what's his name from dance game dance is part of that too. So if you like that, oh, I'm sure dance. they are. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my number 11 is imminence nice. nice with their album heaven and hiding. I also named the title track, the last track on the album, Heaven and Hiding, is my favorite song on the album. And so what was, yeah, like what was the big factor for this album for you? Um, I would say that this guy, I know his name's Eddie, I can't remember his last name. Um, I don't know if this will surprise you, Spencer. I know it definitely won't surprise Kyle. But this guy in Eminence and whatever his name is from Ice Nine Kills maybe have the best voices in all of metal right now, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, like, I just discovered this band this year when they came up with that Temptation single. And I know I sent it to all both of you. All both of us. All both of you. And... I really like the inclusion of like the violin and the fact that he plays the violin and sings at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty um, badass. A big thing for me with this album was again, like the storytelling. I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's a concept album or like a loose concept. Like even just the music videos they released this year, it was like five and they all have like a telling, like a continuing story. So they have like the mm -hmm. same actor in their five music videos. And if you watch them in order, it kind of like goes through like a movie, this, this whole story. Yeah. <laughs> like a musical, um, which was, so yeah, just really interesting to listen to. Um, very dynamic album just in like the really slow parts are like really like melodic and kind of like emotional. Mm -hmm. And then the, heavy parts are just like can be so brutal and i just really like the the dynamic of this band and album i feel like i slept on this album i'm gonna have to go back and listen to it you should <laughs> that's all that i have to say about that cool really cool very nice um i my number 12 Nope. Is 11. 11? All right, I did 12. Number 11 is holding absence with the greatest mistake of my life. Mm. Mm. Um, I just, I like theatrical albums. And so mm -hmm. there, there is a, a theme in my ratings where that comes from. But that's mm -hmm. besides the point. <laughs> uh, I don't have mm. much more to say on it besides that, that I just really liked the, the flow of the album and, and liked listening to it as a story. So totally this, uh, album was this year's black parade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just it kind of dramatic, but also like kind of, it's like gripping, you know, That's yeah, right. and just catchy as all hell and like emotional and yeah. yeah. Uh, my number 10 
is Between the Buried and Me, Colors 2. Nice. Yep. Between the Buried and Me, Colors 2. I'm glad that popped up. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely lower on my list than I'm sure it is Adam's. And if it made it to your list, Spencer, I'm sure it's lower than you as well. A fair bit lower. But that's just my uh, my taste with Between the Buried and Me. I really like them, but I find them hard to repeat over and over again. I got to be in the mm-hmm. mindset to listen to them. They're hard yeah, to like, digest. It's yeah. almost like a learned thing. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Kind of like with, with, with be, like years ago when I started listening to Between the Buried and Me, I had to like almost force myself into just listening to it over and over again. And I'm kind of like started picking up on the nuances and I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then it just became this big thing that was way bigger than I ever thought it would be. You know, the albums right. have just been so massive and influential and I have a deep respect, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. It's funny for me, like my first time I heard them was the album Alaska. Um, oh yeah. Same thing. Come I on. couldn't, I couldn't listen to the whole thing. And I kind of like dabbled in them for years and years, like through colors and, and, uh, the parallax and stuff, but it was actually automata, uh, one and two that got me back into them and mm-hmm. like really enjoying them. And then this colors two kind of followed along that trend, but with flavors of the old days. Colors totally. of the old days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Very good. Um, great. Okay. Between the brain and me in the top 10 for Kyle. Um, my number 10, I think this might be the only one that might surprise you guys just that it's in the top 10, not in terms of the other ones. I think you'll figure out, but just where they're placed might surprise you. So this one, please don't say what Olivia Rodrigo. (laughs) I don't even know who that is. Wasn't that, um, good for you. I mean, maybe well, you, you, you would know it. You'd know it. We'll play you out to it later, but okay. carry on. perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, my number 10 album is the album battle at gardens gate by Greta van fleet. Wow. Nice. I, I knew, I knew Greta van fleet would pop up in your, I had a feeling you'd be here. Top um, so, so I mean, this band obviously has got has gotten a little bit of flack when they first started. It's just like, a, oh, you're you guys are just Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. and they are very Led Zeppelin-y. But this album, being their, I think their third full length now, uh, I feel they really found their own element in this, and they've started becoming. Greta Van Fleet and not Led Zeppelin cover band. Led Zeppelin too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just, the, again, the quality of songs on this album are great. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. They're just like, I think this album is like from beginning to end, like very good. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's also an album that you Chelsea listens to, right? Yeah, so that's also part of it. Is yeah, yeah, so, this a lot yeah, together. I think that's that has something to, something to say about that. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, I'm. Uh, 
it made it to my list. It was number 59 for me, that album. Um, but I've also never been a huge fan of Led Zeppelin even. And so even though they kind of found themselves on this album, which I totally agree with, there's still kind of that element mm -hmm. of that Led Zeppelin feel that for the same reasons I don't like Led Zeppelin, I don't like Greta Van Fleet in the same way. But they did make it to my list. They did a good job of, of stepping away and creating their own their own flavor. Yeah. So yeah. There you go. Hey, Fred of Ann nice. with number 10. I guess that's me then, hey? Sure that's is. That's you. Um, number 10, Evergrey, Escape of the Phoenix. Oh, oh wow. Okay. I, I like Evergrey. And if you guys remember <laughs> back in the day, I, I was like, I, I listened to when I discovered Evergrey, I was like pretty stoked about it. And they've always stuck with me. And man, I think that yep. the fact that they're still doing what they're doing these, you know, um, now in 2021 and this album, this most recent album is so melodic and it's just classic. Like it's just so easy to listen to. And yeah, man, I just, I think it was an incredible album. Yeah. Plus James, the three features in the song. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> yeah, I listened to this album maybe once through. Um, it did make my top 100, I believe. Yeah, and I feel like or did it? I no, like it didn't. You, it you never really like you never really like um brought it up with me before, so I just thought you. Yeah, I think I think it was your honorable right? mention there. Adam. It was in my honorable mentions, so it didn't make my top 100. Um, I think I listened to it once and never listened to it again which is part of the reason mm -hmm. why it made it so low. Interesting. Damn this year. Cause I'm, I'm kind of flipping through it now as well. And it, I'm kind of sad that I missed this album. Cause I think it would have scored relatively well. Go, mm. Hey, you still get a chance, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, I will listen and to it. Have, it just won't make the list yeah. this year. <laughs> and they always have what? incredible like storytelling and yeah. What are some standout tracks for you? S track number um, three stories for the storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> um well as i mentioned the the beholder with with james Lebrie mm -hmm. is so so good um where august mourns and i'm just gonna put it let me see here sounds like a green day song that's when september ends um, yeah yeah <laughs> that's when september yeah. ends august mourns yeah yeah <laughs> august mourns um, then I september ends and there's October skies and November and then rains. It's Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think one other song uh, is a title track, Escape of the Phoenix. It's pretty, pretty sick, man. Check it out. Check it out. Sure. And in the absence of sun. Yeah. It's over. It's all it Perfect. Okay, Spencer, number nine. Number nine would be, I think Adam, you're going to be happy with me on this one. Spirit Box. Eternal Blue. Okay. 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 I think this album, my like love, my like interest in this album mm -hmm. was supported by like in like the online communities, I guess, that I'm, I follow and part of, it was just constantly talked about, constantly talked about, constantly talked about. And so they led to a lot, a lot of like back and forth discussions. Some people say it's overrated. Some people say it's the best album of all time. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's paving a new trail for the genre. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's one of the most atmospheric albums that I've ever listened to. So it's one of those like 
yeah, I just get like, I, I have to listen to it in full, but I remember distinctly the first time I fully listened to the album, I was literally on the train, but it was just one of those moments where I'm like, damn, every time I listen to this album now, I'm going to remember that moment where I was just so brought in and what's her name? What's the lead vocalist? Uh, oh, Kyle's yeah. wife. Yeah, my wife. Kyle's wife. My wife. <laughs> my wife. Very nice. Uh, she's so talented and it's just, it's refreshing. It was just such a refreshing album. So. Mm-hmm. I can't wait Big to see them up. in March. I'm a, uh... Thanks for sharing all that. I'm really excited to see what your the rest of your albums are because that rated lower than I expected for you. Well, I know what three of Spencer's are. Yeah, rated lower than my than what you expected. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm excited to okay. see the rest of the eight. Like I said, mm-hmm. I, I can pick out at least three four. of them. Four yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah four. Yeah. Of them. Now, there's going to be some predictable ones coming up here, but so yeah, we'll, I just we'll our, this year. So we'll hold our reservations. Yep. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll attempt um, to surprise each other. But yeah, go, go ahead then. I'm with number nine. Uh, number nine. This is one of the ones that surprised me that it made it this low, I guess, even though it's in the top nine. Um, and that is Trivium mm. with In the Court of the Dragon. In the I mean, of the dragon. I wouldn't consider that low, you know, like... Well, again, it's so tough with the quality of music that came out this year. Like, yeah. low is really relative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think I think that's a, a big nod. Um, Sword Over Damocles, oh, maybe yeah. the best Trivium song that has come out in the last few years, potentially. Uh, maybe. Up there. Um, maybe. <laughs> I told, I, I mentioned this in a previous uh, episode. I don't know if I told you Spencer and I'll get your opinion. Um, I feel that Trivium's last trio of albums, the sin mm-hmm. and the sentence, what the dead men say, and in the court of the dragon might be one of the best three albums of succession. Maybe ever like back to back to back. In terms of evolution, now that this like they've they've changed, or how they've just in terms of consistency, both. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's 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 rare, I think, for a band that's been around this long, for me to have like two of their latest albums. I think in my in their in my top three of their best albums they've ever oh, made. I disagree. But that's for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Anyway. I mean, we have a lot of history of Trivium, so that's that's big. That's big. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that's my number nine. Trivium. Alrighty. My number nine. Uh this number this nine? last this last bit was very hard to put in order which i'm sure was it really sucked they're they're all like as far as our rating system goes um they are all above 23 points out of 25 these last nine yes um so number nine for me is gojira with fortitude nice gojira gojira um this is the first album by them that i've actually liked like similar to the mastodon story um 
<laughs> for me. The but I, I've, story. I've just never really been into them. I find them hard to digest and hard to get into. But this album uh, is just really refined and uh, mm-hmm. uh, really easy to digest, but also doesn't lose what I think Gojira, Gojira has been trying to say with their music for the previous albums that Adam, I think you heard, like you understood what they were trying to get at and I just mm-hmm. never have. So I think, yeah, like this, I think they found their groove, you know, a, a little while back, but I think this album was like, it felt like a statement that they're mm-hmm. like, we, we, we know what we're doing inside and out. Yep. And yep. we're one of the best in, 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 in the industry. And they just yeah. like, to showcase that so totally yeah, their band just doing things right i guess the drumming is okay too <laughs> he's okay yeah um go see gojira live yeah if they're on my list now for sure to go see maybe live. the best mm-hmm. maybe the best live band one of the best live bands i've seen ever i believe that for sure Nice. Uh, number eight is Scion with their album self-titled. Wow, that made it high. It made it really wow, high. nice. Yeah. It that just uh, struck a chord with you, hey? It did. I think that Jared Dines with um, um, oh brain fart name Howard Jones. Thank you, Howard Jones. I think they kind of like. I was there for the concert in Calgary, where it was Trivium. Uh, headlining and it was avatar opening and um matt heafy his wife is a home birthing their twins and so he had to leave but they didn't stop the tour it was mm-hmm. with light the torch also mm-hmm. and so jared dines stepped up to play guitar and howard jones sung for trivium and i think that that was like them starting their relationship oh, howard jones so and good it was so good so it was oh, yeah it was so jared dines and howard jones and then the Av- the singer from avatar also came up and did a few songs like trivium songs oh man but it was I would love to see howard jones sing trivium oh it my was God, it was so it was it was a once in a lifetime thing obviously because matt yeah. heavey wouldn't typically miss a show in his tour but uh i really respected him for one letting the show go on and two going home to put his family first yeah, I thought that was a good move, and then yeah, seeing that that Jared Dines and and Howard Jones meet, and then seeing what they've done with Scion, I think that it was it was meant to be, and I'm really excited to see yeah. where they go. Mm-hmm. I just I still have a hard time taking Jared Dines seriously, but I'm working on it. You know, oh, you, you need to. He needs to be taken seriously. He's got serious chops. Like he he's his yeah, humor is extremely talented. I just yeah. when I think of him, I think of his funny YouTube videos. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and just his his humor is breaking out of that into the professional realm. You know what I mean. So totally, yeah, his humor is a little bit harder to get into, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I love his humor. I just when you apply it to like to producing albums with these big big names, I, I like, it just feels weird. But I, I it works. It's he's great. He's incredible. It's just it feels weird to me. But ah, mm-hmm. fair enough. And Howard, he he put a video out when the album was being released. Um, just talking about how it was very expensive for them and asking for support and stuff. But Howard Jones approached him. Is that right? To make to make the album. That'd be um, something. Which is yeah, no kidding. Um, I have two things to say. One, 
I also saw that show, Kyle, yeah. but in Vancouver. Yep. And it was one of those times where I had a ticket to the show. And then when, when Matt announced that he wasn't going to be there, I was about to sell it. And then I'm very glad I didn't. Cause for that very reason, I was like, this is probably a once in a lifetime. Like you'll never mm-hmm. hear Howard Jones sing trivium. So I went and it was incredible. Yep. Um, two, I think that this is up there with Howard Jones's best vocal performances mm-hmm. he's ever done. Yep. Yeah, I think also, to be honest with you, coming out of um, his last two projects, I think, I think I think this is better. Like, I like it's more than Life the Torch, to be honest with you. Totally. It is. Yeah. And I think it's also better than any Kill Switch Engage album after As Daylight Dies. Yeah, I'd agree with that too. This is the this is the album I think I think Killswitch is looking at this and they're thinking, man, I we wish messed we out. made this album. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. wish. Yeah, because yeah. I love Jesse Leach. I think he has a fantastic voice, but Howard Jones just has that unique quality. Oh yeah, he's no definitely one, one of my like Howard Jones man. Yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite like metal vocalists. I think For ever. Sure. Just love him. Yeah, he's wow, got a pretty okay. as far as the uh, um, the pool of singers in the metal genre. Howard Jones has a really like low timbre, tombra. What the heck? There's a word that's trying to tonka truck. Yeah, tonka truck. Uh, he's got a really low tonka trunk. <laughs> Uh, like he, I think he does fall in that tenor range, but the quality of his voice is so like m- mellow and deep that uh, he, he kind of stands deepest. out as far as metal vocalists go, which I think is is very cool. And he's capitalized on it and nailed it. You bet. I think okay. Howard Jones is one of the only vocalists, metalcore vocalists, who could probably perform a show without needing to use his microphone. Just <laughs> screaming and yeah. would sound great and be yep. <laughs> yep. Cool. Um, my number eight has also previously been mentioned, and that is another band out of Australia, Holding Absence, nice. with their album "The Greatest Mistake of My Life." Um, I don't know. Not much more to say about it. Just interesting. Beginning to end, an absolutely fantastic album, and maybe the album on my list that caught me the most by surprise. Oh yeah. In terms of how much I like, like I, how much I enjoyed it. I'm going to have to, uh, to go back. They're, they're from Wales. Oh, they're from Wales. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were on another Australian. Orca Wales. Yeah. They're from, they come from a school of Wales. <laughs> 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 the whole album yeah. <laughs> um also um, one of the coolest vinyl packages this year i will say that too i don't have it with me but send me like a picture I, when you can i will okay i'm, I'm gonna go back apparently that's a pretty good album to re-listen to that um number eight um i, I think i'm pronouncing that name right i never know idola <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Idola. Um, that made both of our think, lists top 100. 
uh, yeah, like they're, they're the, the architect, this new album is the best work they've done. And it's, it's got a lot of, it's gained a lot of traction. Um, and again, talking about like some of the online communities and the, how I hear people talk about, talk about the band. It, like, I think they have a very, very bright future. Definitely. Backed by some really incredible talent. So also members of dance, Gavin dance. In yeah. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked that one. That one made it to 51 on my list and it, uh, for the reasons I like Dance Gavin Dance, I also liked Idola, and for the reasons I don't like Dance Gavin Dance, Idola changed. So <laughs> it, yeah, it kind yeah, of it worked for me. It's it's big. It's like powerful. It's really melodic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just yeah, that was, it's very cool. That was my number forty-seven, Spencer Idola. Cool, but made I'm it ahead of your... Iron Maiden. So you context. say Idola. Kyle just said Idola. I said Adola. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. I have I a, don't know. it might be something. I think it might be Adola. I don't know. Anyways, great. Um, okay. Spencer's number, number seven. seven. And we're getting into the juicy um, juice. Trivium. <laughs> yep. In the court of the dragon. Talked about it already. Um, I think, you know, where I disagree with you, Adam was, I wouldn't necessarily say that their last three albums have been in succession. Some of the most, um, polished or refined, but I would say this album is my favorite of the last three. And I think hmm. it, I, I like it because I like Trivium for so many reasons and they've changed their sound and style so many times. And I've always found a way to like what they're doing mm-hmm. in some capacity, but it was really nice to go back to that, like thrashier kind of more raw production style, really great drums, um, backed by a cool, like, um, you know, kind of fictional story that was mm, a yeah. lot of fun to, to, to play along with. So yeah, just glad that, glad that we're still experiencing incredible music by this band. You know what I mean? Who totally. We, we've all, we've all loved and seen so many times, you know? Yeah. I feel like they're not slowing down either. So we might like the, this was album number 10 and I've, think we mm-hmm. can expect them for 10 more years so i hope so yeah well I matt so matt keefe is he's still treating it like work right like he he practices and like records and works on his singing yeah. like eight hours a day like yeah. we haven't even yeah. seen his final form yet well he's got like yeah now he's he's got an incredible online presence he's always working on you know streaming and Mm-hmm. he's just an incredible he's an incredible artist for the fans you know what i mean yeah yeah i think they have a bright future as long as david draymond doesn't produce any more of their albums <laughs> <laughs> i agree um yeah there you go trivia cool. um and then my number six would be gojira oh no oh yeah. isn't it you already did two back to back it should have been my number seven next. Yep. Oh. <laughs> you just did Idola and Trivium. Yeah. I'm so excited there. Well, uh, Spoilers for, for Spencer again. <laughs> yeah, just pretend you didn't hear that. Just pretend you didn't hear that. Uh, well, funny enough, my number seven is Gojira. <laughs> 
with fortitude um this was my number one album of the year at the halfway mark of the year mm-hmm. I back in july that. um but yeah that just shows the how little description i remember you talking between... so highly about it and then i was like all right we'll see where this lands you know what i mean we'll see how the rest of the year pans out for adam oh yeah i know um, and like <laughs> i still think very very highly of it but yeah, and it just it's just received such in, an incredible critical acclaim. Yeah, um, and I think like the fact that it's all in our top fifteen that speaks volumes. Yeah, mm. and like, for a band that necessarily wouldn't probably wouldn't have been in previous years for me, it's all in our top ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, go Jaira. Yay! Also, my favorite track on that my standout track was "New Found." Absolutely mm. adore that song. Why don't you just marry it? I will. I yeah. did actually. <laughs> Alrighty, my number seven. Yep, is uh, Ice Nine Kills with the album Welcome nice. to Horrorwood Two. Yep, I, I didn't realize that you liked Ice Nine Kills that much. Oh, uh, I I have always like or I've liked them for a long time, but this album really stood out as like a showcase to what they're capable of. So, and I've yeah. listened to this album a bunch of times too. Um, I don't have a standout track from it. Cool. Though, Cause I didn't, well, we should go to the concert. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. You guys should. <laughs> I'll get out my <laughs> eyeliner. <laughs> oh yeah. Can you please actually, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> bring, us, bring us back to junior high school. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get out my studded belt and yeah. my skinny yeah. jeans and, <laughs> Have you heard this album, Spencer? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and like it's it's a great album. It would be a contender for top fifteen for sure. I just I, I think I need to go back and visit it a couple more times. But yeah. another album that's like talked about a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. My number six is Dream Theaters: A View from the Top of the World. Nice. Okay, I was wondering when they were going to pop up in this conversation. So happy to hear that. I wasn't sure if they would for your call, but oh no, they they definitely they do. That album was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That uh, that one song, time another time, transcending time, transcending time. Transcending time. Spencer, <laughs> when we reviewed that, when we did the live re- reaction, you're like, you know, that song might actually grow on you, and I shit you not, it's grown on me. It has <laughs> for me too. The fucking middle part. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that I like that last that like that that part at the end there. No. Um. But it's it. It's it, it's catchy. Like it sticks with me. But <laughs> I I know. I hate it. I hate that I love it. <laughs> one of my fondest yeah. memories, I think, in reflection of that album, will be our reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was literally all like, oh man. But um. Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that, Kyle. Cool. Yeah. Um, my number six is Leprous with their mm. album Aphelion. Aphelion? Aphelion? Aphelion. Aphelion. Leprous just constantly producing. Yeah. Um, they. I had, an, I had an interesting way of first hearing this album. Cause like we, I heard a couple singles obviously, but they did a live stream the night that their album was released and they played their album in full live. 
Ooh, and fun. so that was how I, that's how I heard the album for the very first time was live. And it was a very cool way to, to kind of capture that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kept going back and listening to it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, there's just, there's so much there. Um, everyone is just very talented. I'm sure we'll talk about this album a little more today. And it almost was, it almost beat out my next album that I was flip-flopping them a lot. So we'll, hmm. we'll get to that later. Yeah. I, I think they're very professional. They obviously know what they're doing. <laughs> at this point, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. they just, they have, yeah, they're, um, they're consistently good. I think. And I have to go back and do this. I think now, do you have a standout song for that, Adam? Oh, easily Castaway angels. Yeah. What a fucking incredible song. Is that like, I'll give you my reason why it, why it wasn't my song of the year. When I tell you guys my song of the year, okay, that good, eh? But it, oh, easily, and like maybe one of my favorite tracks that have come out in the last few years. I, I think I think you adore showed me that, that song. song before I listened to the album. Yeah, um, go watch the 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 video on YouTube of them playing it. It just gave you such an appreciation for that mm-hmm. and for them. Hell yeah. Well, hold your breath, but here's Spencer's number six. <laughs> what is it going to be? <laughs> what is it? Uh, Taylor Swift, re-release of Red. <laughs> no, Gojira, man. Enough said. Um, Gojira. The drumming is, I think this is pinnacle Gojira, like in terms of, uh, in terms of technical performance and. So technical. It, yeah, like. Unbelievable, man. I have a, I have a newfound respect for Gojira mm-hmm. after this album. So, yeah, big big nod to them this year. You bet. Before Spencer says his number five, let's take an ad break. Okay. And then we'll get into all of our top fives. Great idea. Big five. Kyle podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Song Productions. Phoenix Song Productions is an AV system provider and integrator specializing in live sound production and recording. Phoenix Song Productions also offers technical consultations, permanent installations, and rentals. Phoenix Song's newest offerings include live streaming consultations, on-site audio and video recording, as well as technical and creative education. Check our website at www.phoenixsongproductions.com for the next education or entertainment event. Follow us on social media. Check the show notes below for links to our website and all of our social pages. And we're back. Um, <laughs> we are back. Did you have so, something to say, Spencer? Sorry. Did you? No, no. Just oh. happy to be back. Good. <laughs> that was a fun ad break. Thank you. Yeah, it was yeah. very long. Yeah. Very refreshed. <laughs> Those listening, we have been gone for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so we're um, getting into our top five here. Yeah, so and, uh, can I take it away here? Number five? Yep. And kick us off. Architects. Architects. Oh, wow. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah. I know exactly um, what your top four is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what your top four is. Um, uh, yeah, I can't. 
like this, this album ended up being way bigger for me than I thought. And literally it started when you showed me dead butterflies, Adam, mm -hmm. I kind of like stopped listening to architects over the last few years, to be honest with you. I'd like, I, I used to love that style of metalcore, mm -hmm. and I found myself not weeding away from it, but just not being as attracted to going back and listening to that. Right. And so I kind of had the impression that that's just what they, they were continuing down the same path. But, you know, you had mentioned that with this new album, they, you know, they, they deviated a lot from their traditional sound, which I actually, yeah. I actually love. And there's a lot of debate out there about that, but I think this was, um, a really nice album after the passing of what's it or two albums after the passing of uh, the guitar player. Yeah. <clears throat> that, that album right afterwards was obviously a very angry, like vitriol filled album for good reason. Mm -hmm. um, but I think this one just seems, it's just every song, despite the album being so long, every song has a like very memorable melodic chorus, um, I can, I can sing along to every single song on the album with ease mm -hmm. after only a couple of listens. It's just, it's, I think pretty much every song on the album is, is a banger. It does feel a little bit long, but it's quality, man. It's good stuff. Yep. Absolutely. So perfect. Number five. Okay. Um, my number five. Yeah. This one flip flopped a lot for me. And I think, this is partially kind of like Spencer where like Iron Maiden made it so high because it's Iron Maiden. This album could have honestly been a little lower, but because it's this band, it felt weird not putting them in my top five. Then that's dream theater. Oh yeah. A view from the top of the world. It's in your top five, man. <laughs> it's in my that's top big. five. Um, I mean, you both, know how much this band means to all of us <laughs> and <laughs> i just, uh, i do love this album there's i think kyle mentioned this point like i think five out of the seven songs are fantastic mm -hmm. and the other two are kind of just okay mm -hmm. yeah um i think we're i think we're pretty aligned in that yeah so, I mean, yeah, I just, again, it, I, I was caught before as I was flip-flopping, like this was at number eight Wow, behind Gojira and Leprous. But then I was just kind of like thinking about it more, listening to it more. And it was that kind of like love factor where I was like, I can't just have a, I can't have a dream theater release, not in my top five release. So yeah, I, bumped it. I think like what I'm, absolutely love about this album in this year though is like this this album was just a reminder of how committed these guys are to their craft like totally. look at the last two years and after almost wow it's like coming on to how many years have they been active for now you know 36 almost, years almost 37 yeah. years yeah like 37 years active and we have several of the band members producing their own albums, their own side projects. They're revisited LTA three, Pure with his solo album, Rudess doing his solo stuff. And then 
they come out with this album and all their bootlegs they're coming out with all their bootlegs like the culture around this band and what they're doing is astonishing no pun intended (laughs) and (laughs) it's honestly obviously i'm biased but i i just think that had a lot to do with you know where it ranks for me anyways but yeah what a wow what a treat that we we still get this you know Mm-hmm. definitely just come to frickin calgary or vancouver please oh, i know don't even get me started <clears throat> um Kyle. my number five is trivium in the court of the dragon nice yeah what's your favorite song on them sort of Edemocles, for sure really yeah you know what my favorite is what's the phalanx Feast of Fire. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that that, that one's so good. So that one's third for me probably. I would go the Phalanx is second, and then Feast of Fire is third. If uh, we were in a band together still, I would love to attempt to cover Feast of Fire. I think that'd be such a oh, fun song to so play. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, since you guys have both, we've talked about Trivium at length. Now I'm just going to continue on. Okay. Uh, number four for me is Leprous with the album Affilion. Yeah. I figured that was going to be fairly high up for you. Yeah. I should really go back and reevaluate this album. Dude, it's, it's so good. <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's like hard to describe. You should just go listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I've listened it. And I've, I've gone back to a few songs a couple of times, but <clears throat> I think I owe it to, to hit that whole album up again, like today. Yeah. Stick some headphones on, lay down, smoke a dube. Mm-hmm. We can tone okay. drugs on this, uh, on this podcast. We do, mm-hmm. especially the good ones. <laughs> Legal hitter now, so. Yeah. Um, are you ready for my number four? Yes. Oh yeah, I'm ready for this, and I have a I have a feeling I know what I, yeah, kind of know where this might be going, but yeah. So this album is definitely ranked lower than both of you, but again, discrepancy like this could have easily been my number one any other year, and that's Era with Era. Nice dude. <laughs> Clutch up. Um, I'm not going to say much about this because we'll talk about this more, but, um, I mean, I don't know to have a, to have an album that's like literally basically perfect from beginning to end Mm -hmm. at number four just shows you how the quality of music coming out these days. Yeah. Seriously. Or this year specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've, I've uh, nailed down your your top three now, Adam. I'm sure you have. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there. Just pretend to be surprised. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spencer. Number four. Phineas. I can't Forn- get enough of this plan. Fornius? Fornius. That's how you say it. these years um yeah dude it's just it's such it's such a banger like 
the album is so powerful and so mm-hmm. it's just dripping with primo riffage mm-hmm. everywhere <laughs> every instrument like everything is just so great man if you want to get pumped up in any way oh, it's that that's the that's the album to listen to that's yeah. the one yeah and this was my number 21 off, by the way <clears throat> interesting yeah, yeah it my just came th- off of an uh, sorry go ahead an album that was wasn't received as well in terms of production value and they have like knocked it over the park and they've they're so talented man yeah. and hilarious they're yeah. hilarious they're just great dudes great guys they have a great they obviously gel so well with each other and i i can't wait to see what they continue to do nice yeah they were 36 for me but uh that again with the quality of music coming out this year that's not a slight by any means i agree I with all I mean, the things i'm you surprised said. <laughs> i thought um I thought you guys would have more of a, a drawing, I guess, towards th- this band. But I, you know, it's just—it's like not even a guilty pleasure. It's just like they're just—they're just hella fun to listen to always. Yep. Yeah, there was just so much that came out. Like I'm mm-hmm. looking, like I'm kind of reviewing my top thirty-five to see why Phine- Phineas was thirty-six, and like it was just—it's just full. Of, the margins amazing. are so slim, right? But, yeah, yeah, it's just just full of good music. So yeah. And, so yeah, respect. Yep. All right, hit us with your number three, Spence. Between the bear and me. Nice. Colors mm-hmm. two. I think we've already talked a little bit about them, but again, they're a band that you have to com- you have to commit yourself. Yeah. Into listening and following and going back and reading about and studying and like every time I go back to this album, I hear something new. And the one thing that I love, love, love about colors too, they do this in almost every single album, but their, their range of musical styles that they use totally is like, just like when, right when you thought these guys, I I still like, I still get genuinely frustrated listening to between the bear to me because I don't, (laughs) understand how these guys can can do this yeah you know i feel yeah. i feel so inferior but <laughs> i just have so much respect for this band and the commitment that i've put into into them over the last i guess 15 years now yeah so it's been a journey so yeah and they pumped out colors too which when you heard colors too you could think okay they got to show up for this one you know it's a bold but, but it's between the bear and me so they show bold up, move cotton yeah bold move cotton worked pretty well you bet uh i've got more to say about that but not yet <laughs> i figured you would yeah we'll um, have to wait a few more rounds <laughs> my number three is Spirit box. Oh nice. yeah. Eternal blue. Yeah. See, I knew I was wondering this would show up in your list, man. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say. Talked about. A little bit about this. We talked a little bit about this. Spirit box. They've probably shown up the most in this podcast mm-hmm. for Kyle and I. Um, I would put this up there. This is all I'm going to say about this album. Cause I'm sure we'll talk about it more. Uh, I would put this up there with like Appetite for Destruction as one of the best debut albums by a band ever. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm super stoked on Spirit Box. I mean, they're just <laughs> yeah. No one is no one is doing what they're doing, in my opinion. And they're from BC. So that's pretty. Or cool. a lot of people are trying to do what they they do, but they just don't do it as well. That's right. Yeah, I'm curious to see where they they've blown up in the in the in the scene. In, oh man, it's crazy. In their first album, like that's crazy. So, I think they have an, un, and especially for Canadian band too, I think they have mm-hmm. an absolutely unbelievable future ahead of them. Absolutely. And I, to be honest with you, I, like Eternal Blue, I think is an absolutely incredible album. I don't think it's the best album, but what I do think is that I'm going to be. I think I think Eternal Blue is only the beginning. Like I think the next. I feel like the, what they're what they're capable of is going to be so much beyond more beyond Eternal Blue. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we've talked about so. before, Adam, that bands usually come into their own like around album three. So I'm really looking forward to see how Spirit Box evolves from this as a starting point. Dude, there's a lot of pressure on them for their second album already. Seriously. Yeah, which like, they might crumble or they might step up. We'll see. You know what? <laughs> That's totally true. They could be their second album could be a bust because because of all the hype surrounding them. But yeah. there was also a lot of hype surrounding this one, and I think that's true. For the, most, could... for the most part, it was received really well. Mm-hmm. I just think are they gonna are they gonna have to continue down the same like conceptual pathway that they have, like the tone that they've set in terms of their storytelling with the first album? If they didn't yeah. have that for the next album, like would that be disappointing for people? I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do for sure. And Adam, you raise a good point about the hype coming up to this one. They've kind of put themselves in the spotlight, and they've been putting Courtney Laplante like on everything, the, on everything. But like, things, yeah. there's so many YouTube videos of oh, there's Courtney Laplante doing this in one take. Like, look at her, and it's like she just shows up. And so maybe they work better under pressure. In which case, we might see a, a real cool second album and third album because mm. the pressure is even higher. My number three is the artist Sleep Token with the album This Place Will Become Your Tomb. That's a good album, man. Oh, so good. I uh, When you talk about atmosphere, holy hell. And versatility and album flow and like surprising you, but everything fits. Like it just, it kind of hits all the chords. Yeah, Yeah, and just their identity as a band is so... Mysterious, mysterious but like <laughs> yeah exactly yeah Nobody it just, it just adds to the are. i don't know it just adds to the allure you know what i mean it does so. yeah yeah it totally does yeah that album i i if i'm totally honest i haven't listened to it a bunch of times but it was almost on purpose because again you kind of need to be in the mindset for it and i didn't mm-hmm. want to cloud my interpretation of it because it does take a little bit to you know, go mm-hmm. through. So you need to focus. And yeah. 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 All righty. Um, my number two is spirit box, eternal blue. Ah. <laughs> Never heard of them. Yeah. Uh, sure. and for all the same reasons that we've talked about already, so we don't need to dwell on it for too long, but, uh, yeah, it definitely was up there for me. And that one's on a pretty consistent rotation for me. I will show you guys. This is great podcasting for <laughs> everyone that can't see us, but I'll show you. Yeah. The vinyl variant is also insanely cool. 
for this one. Oh, look at that. Wow. That's stunning. It's blue forever, it's blue. like eternally. It's blue forever, yeah. Did you know that there, because of the surge in vinyl popularity, and there's only like four or five, like a handful of vinyl producers, like manufacturers mm -hmm. in the world. So there's a, currently like a worldwide vinyl shortage. And basically like if you go to any like, uh, I'll say B tier band or like a band that's not in the spotlight and ask for vinyl, their lead time is like weeks and weeks and weeks because it's basically just whenever it fits in the production run. Hmm. Is that why my Dream Theater album hasn't shown up yet? <laughs> yeah, like I, I was I was reading about it and like someone like Taylor Swift, for instance, if she's releasing a vinyl and she's having 20,000 pieces of vinyl pressed, like that could take two months to press, but mm -hmm. it pushes back the whole schedule and she gets priority, right? So yeah. For instance, so it's well, just it's pretty interesting. Like um, we we brought this up in another podcast, but um, senses fail. I was reading this actually just the other day. Like senses new album for next July. Yeah, and Kyle and I were both like, "Why the hell is it so far in advance?" And senses fail. We're like, "It's because we want to." have vinyl available for when the album is released and that's how long it's taking hmm. yeah that's kind of cool yeah so yeah are we ready yeah number two you want the reveal yeah i think i already know what it is bobby surprised <laughs> oh that's number two i put that as your number one for sure this is colors too. Yeah. That between is. the bird and me. Yeah, I thought that'd be number one. Um, well, now I'm really surprised you're number one. So actually, I'm genuinely surprised. There are some there are some reasons um, why my number one is number one, and I'll get into that when when you do it when we do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean. There's no other way to say it, but I think this is between the Braden and me's best album they've ever done in their whole career. That's huge for you to say that because yep. I've also been there with you <laughs> during all the Parallax. previous releases <laughs> that were the best albums of all <laughs> of I their know. career. Yeah, you know, but it just speaks it just speaks to the fact that they continue to um, elevate. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not at the legs part in their career. They somehow are still able to do this. So, yeah, I would say it's their best album. Not my favorite, if that makes yeah. any sense. That's totally fair. What's your favorite Parallax too? Yeah. Mm. So like that one's still my favorite, just because. I mean, I could just listen to it all all day, every day. This one isn't quite there yet where I could listen to it all day, every day, just cause it's so dense and there's so much there. And it's like you were saying, Spencer, it's like an album that you, you kind of need to study. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Like I have a hard time evaluating where this falls in my list of between the buried me albums. Cause every time I think, actually think about their, their like discography. Yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, actually Coma Ecliptic was so good. You know? Maybe that's my favorite. No, colors one. No, parallel. It's like unbelievable that I can do that. So this is just a perfect blend of all their styles. I think. Mm -hmm. 
like Kyle was saying, like it just sounded like they took elements from every single one of their old albums and just put it into one just crazy album. Yep. And added new musical styles. Yeah. And guests. Um so what's your favorite track? Um never seen. Shock. That's Probably. what I put too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. <sighs> there's, one song, of... there's one song there's one song to encompass between the yeah. bride and me. It's that song. Yeah. So I'm glad. I feel good that that's your favorite song too. Yeah. Kyle, do you have a favorite song off that album? I don't. I haven't listened to it enough times to really have one that stands up. Between the Buried Me is hard to have like a favorite song for even in general. Voice of Trespass Ooh. is my favorite song for them. But that's off that Automata series. Mm. But Voice oh, yeah. of Trespass, like there's there's some songs that like specific songs from specific bands that I always kind of go back to, like the the mm-hmm. Castaway Angels by Leprous. Uh, there's a song called Cry by uh, The Used that I always go back to. Voice of Trespass is their song but mm-hmm. from Between the Buried and Me that like my favorite songs of all time playlist yep. would have that on it. Interesting. Yeah. This is think... this is going back in time, but Kyle, what's your favorite Dream Theater song? Oh. Like oh. what's one of theirs that you always go back to? Another day. <laughs> Just don't even start with me. Panic attack. Classic. Oh yeah, okay. I remember you really liking that one. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah, but as like along, along these lines, like I actually don't have a Dream Theater song that would be on like my best songs of all time playlist. Like if since you asked me that, Panic Attack would be the one, what? but it wouldn't make it to that list for me. And they'd probably have like I mean, 18, 18 songs yeah. on top of songs of all time. Need you to go back and listen to Octavarian, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I, I think for me the reason being is because like I treat. Uh, no, I was going to say I treat Dream Theater like an album band, like I listen to them as full albums, but mm-hmm. that's that's not even true because, like, for instance, Between the Buried and Me, I like listening to the Automata, like, albums. But uh, I, I don't know what it is. I think that I find Dream Theater hard to digest outside of the encapsulation of an album, maybe, like mm-hmm. just on a single song basis. Mm-hmm. And so... And uh, and like my favorite songs of all times list, like for the for instance, like I don't listen to the used. There's not one other song I could name by the used, but that song "Cry" just the bird fucking the hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So, anyways, that's a uh, just fun fun fact. But yeah, there voice of trespass for between the bird and me. Cool. I think um, before we move on to my number two, it's my it's my turn, right? Before I mm-hmm. mess this up again, you get you get two and one. Yeah, and I, I just th- want to. I oh, think your ahead. number one is the same as mine, Spencer. So I think that we should do our number ones together so that we can leave Adam's to oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll do my number two first here and then yeah. we can count each other down. Um, before I go to number two, though, just on the topic of between the married and me, I have to say it. And I think, Adam, you might be not disappointed in, but you might be surprised by. If I was to label my like favorite 10 minutes, of between the buried and me technically two songs i know exactly what you're be, gonna say yeah you Don't know exactly even, it's gonna be hold on i need the song names <laughs> you, you want the names your your favorite 10 i can't remember them because my brain is melted with music 
Yeah, so it it's, would it's be two songs, but they would it would be option oblivion and life in velvet. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that just uh, how they wrap that up almost makes me cry every time, dude. That stuff is yeah. out of this world. So had to throw it in there. Just it, wanted well, to see your reaction. Now that we're on it really quick, <laughs> speaking of my favorite 10 minutes of Between the Braid and Me, and speaking of Automata, the proverbial bellow might be yes. my favorite Between the Braid and Me song of all time. What a great song. Yeah, seriously. Unreal. All right, Spencer. Hit us with your number two. Um, shock the world is, uh, <laughs> don't yeah, do, yeah. give us your number two yeah um shock the world from the top some would say um <laughs> i think uh yeah obviously i'm gonna throw dt dream theater of you from the top of the world i'm not gonna get into it because i'll just get way out of hand um <laughs> very very glad with the outcome of this album again very grateful for what they're still able to do and um the just the impact that these guys have had not only in the progressive community, but in like literally as musicians in the community of their own instruments, absolutely groundbreaking. And, um, the, like answering the call, I think is my favorite song on this album. And I think it's probably one of, I might put it in the top 10 dream theater songs of all time. And to me, for me to say that is absolutely oh. huge. So I agree. It's the best song on the album. Top 10 of I haven't all time. done the top 10 list yet. Again, that's just separate epics, all that good stuff. But if you separate epics out of it, I'd say top 10. Yeah. Well, Spencer and I might be doing a dream theater podcast for all you out there. So <laughs> yes. do your research kids stick around for that. Um, so yeah, enough said about yeah. that, but um, Kyle. Yeah. We, we've got the to, same, uh, we've got the same number one. So would you like to tell the world what my number one is? <laughs> <laughs> Your number one would be uh, era by era. <laughs> Absolutely. Good yeah. God. That is just such an incredible album. Yeah. It's the only album that's actually, that's a lie. It's the only album that scored perfect on my rating chart, except for uh bulb also did, but they, it was mostly instrumental. So uh, I didn't really, or it was all instrumental. Oh, okay. So, um, I'm going to give Arrow the win on that one. But yeah, yeah what an incredible album. So refreshed. Like, oh man, like they've taken elements from different genres and there's the progressive elements and the technical prowess and the fact that they take that and they turn it into this really, like just shout out to like Jesse Cash for mm-hmm. you know, he, his guitar. His sound is so unique and so special. And oh man, just how they compose their songs and how they stretch their songs. Mm-hmm. Every every song on the album is just absolutely insane. Yep. Like, and then also how the album flows was a big one for me too. Seriously. And the storytelling and the stories behind it. And like, oh man, it's like anyways, and the critical reception has been so good for it as well. So right? era, like, yeah, like I go back and I remember when I first heard era and they were <clears throat> pretty small back then um and i had no idea what their future held for them but this album has really really i think set the tone um for progressive metalcore totally you know and and for themselves because they are now industry leaders so props to them man keep an eye out on them and jt with you know it's just such a perfect fit for the band and 
they all just seem like really, really great dudes having a great time Mm -hmm. killing it. Yeah. That one uh, sat in my number one spot basically since we decided we were doing the list. And for me, spirit box is number two. Um, I would have loved to make it number one, but I just, I just couldn't because there were some definite things lacking on that album. I just really liked it, (laughs) but the era album, I would say was just, I can't think of anything negative to say about it. And then after we, we had a discussion about it as well. That just took my enthusiasm for the album to a whole nother level. Our four hour discussion about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that like actually opened my eyes. Like, wow. I hadn't actually analyzed the songs like that. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was really cool. I would love to do that kind of analysis with every album on this list, but it's just impossible. Yeah. Yeah. It's humanly possible. (laughs) Yeah. Just go track by track. I mean, like we, could chip away at some but yeah yeah i mean i agree with both of you (laughs) i mean i said it before like any other year this could have easily been my number one like it was like this i would put this album above some of my previous number ones Mm -hmm. in previous years this the fact Um, that it made it number one for me and kyle in a year like this right that just Talk about a band that has some pressure for their next album already again. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. All right, Adam, tell us your number one, because I am so curious as to how it beat out between the bird and me. I know. Mm-hmm. So this was one that going back and listening to it, just like the emotional value and just mm-hmm. like how it hit me how the songs are constructed, how different it is. Um, Cause you're right between the buried and me, basically since it was released was sitting in my number one pocket, but then in between no pun intended listening to <laughs> that album, I kept going back to this album. Right. Um, I've probably listened to this album also more than any other album that's been released this year. Wow. I do definitely agree with you with the emotional impact of this album because I know the listeners don't know, but I know. <laughs> Spencer, do you know what it is? I I can't think of it, but I feel like I'm gonna feel like an idiot once you present it. Sleep token. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. This place will become your tomb. Um, I also think it's the best produced album of the year in terms of how it sounds. It's yeah like yeah unlike anything i've ever heard like you said the atmospheric component to it is like yeah i I see where i see where you're coming from then do you want to see how blue it is but yeah i mean just the wow wow that is that is almost more blue than eternal blue (laughs) yeah you would argue this is more eternally blue than the eternal blue (laughs) um yeah, I think like part of what you were saying, Spencer, like the, the the mystery behind this band, like the fact that no one knows who this band is, and they're just putting out this quality of music. Like I don't even know, yeah. I don't know who their drummer is, but he's maybe one of the most talented drummers in the scene right now. Yeah, I mean, and, and they're I, still I getting started label, on their. I have a hard time labeling that. To be honest with you, like. I okay when when I hear about a okay if you, you you tell me there's a band that has kept their identity secret and their 
they're masked. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're united in this, this worship, you know what I mean? And that's their, that's their thing. If you just told me that without letting me hear the album, I would say that's very risky. Like to me, that sounds tacky to me. That sounds cheesy, you know, but if it's pulled off, right. That could be so, so rad. And it is, you know what I mean? They actually made it work. It's not this, it's not a gimmick. It's actually something that you, you like, you actually, it's like cultish. You feel like you're part of something else when you're listening to this album. Totally. It's very special. So. Yeah. And this album more than any album on this list, like took me, took me to places. Um, and like when you go through the whole album and then listen to like the very last, like even the beginning of the opening track. Yeah. But then the very I'm getting last chills track, thinking about like it. just made me weep. <laughs> like that last yeah. track is just like, are you, like yeah. man. I mean, it, it didn't show up on my top 15 because I still I'm struggling with like genuinely how I feel about it. Like it, it's, it's almost like an uncomfortable thing to think about for me. And I don't know why. That's, yeah. but it was, yeah, that's fair. Um, it's a, it's, it's a very unique situation. Like, cause it's almost like they're in their own genre. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it so feels. Evaluating yeah. it is really hard for me. Yep. They're kind of like, way. they're kind of like tool in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of just in their own world. No, and this Adam... album's also better than any Tool album has ever been. <laughs> you might have just offended a lot of people. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, to, to your point, Adam, like with the emotionality of this album, like I've actually the last time I listened to it, I was driving and I found myself like zoning out and focusing way too much on the music, which is part of the reason that I haven't listened to it as much as I wanted to. Because like there were multiple times where it would just grab my emotional strings which it's been a long time since there's been a piece of music to do that. And there was a few times on this album where like I was drawn on this journey, emotional journey. Like it was almost relieving in a way. So I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're playing with like binaural tones or like weird stuff in the background as well. But this album is just Hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. Like, I don't know how to, even talk about it very well it's just no, yeah it's genius maybe they're aliens and that's why they don't want to release their identity maybe mm-hmm. maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean that's the only reasonable explanation on. yeah i think yeah. you're onto something i think so <laughs> yeah so that, there it is folks oh. uh, that's it i was just going to say that uh those top five were tough but the top three were some of the hardest or sorry, I should say, uh, one I already knew. It was four, three, and two. I had a really tar- hard time flipping them around. I was <laughs> floating a bunch of times and flip-flopping. Yeah. yeah, like identifying my top five was easy, but ranking those top five? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I, felt, I felt dirty. So. <laughs> um, you know, I, what I think was the single of the year. Oh yeah, it was like I've got nothing else to say, but yeah, you've got this single you've been teasing. Um, the reason why I picked the song—it's a non-album single, so it didn't show up on an album this year. Hmm. Um, 
Eskimo combo. We got the moves. Hyper hyper. That actually is one of my favorite singles. The new song, Pump It. It's so bad. I love it. I want to see that band live really badly. I think we got the moves might be one of my most listened to songs this year. It's just, <laughs> dude, it's just so goddamn fun and just so catchy. And yeah. oh my god! Well, actually, the lyrics, the lyrics are hilarious. Like I... the when I went back on my Apple Music because it wasn't on Spotify because I listened to mainly Apple Music this year. This was like by almost seventy five plays my most listened to song this year. Whoa. Hmm. And I think that's part of the reason, like just that, again, going back to it, just loving it. Like anytime I needed to pump up or a little this and that, put this song on. So my song of the year is Contraband by Make Them Suffer. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Featuring Kyle's wife. (laughs) (laughs) So you've made up at least a hundred of the... 3.3 3.3 million plays yes <laughs> of that song yeah on spotify Congratulations. which 3.3 million for a band like that is pretty up there oh yeah for sure mm-hmm. that might be the courtney laplante effect to be honest part of that <laughs> which again just speaks volumes about her the fact that no because so spirit box is her biggest project but then she was with i wrestled the bear once wasn't she mm-hmm yeah. I also wrestled bear once. It wasn't very good. No, it wasn't. It was good when Kyle wrestled the bear, but no. <laughs> yeah, or when for... Slaughter to Prevail wrestled the bear. Yeah, no, it, it, it's really interesting that like Courtney Laplante like was clearly talented, but just with the wrong in in the wrong atmosphere to really shine. Holy, wrong style, yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, interesting though. I'm gonna go back and listen to that right away here, Adam, just to try to put myself in your shoes um one thing that i wanted to ask you guys both and i was curious to see if it pop up i thought it would pop up in maybe both your top 15 i'm not sure but just based on um what i hear about the band and their consistency and their feedback from their last album every time i die Oh my god! <laughs> I'm surprised that I didn't hear anything about that, dude. Uh, we are it... so we are so Kyle and I are so um, uh, flip flopped on this album. Yeah, are you? Oh yeah, I people are loving loving the shit out of this, dude. I'm still not like into the. I don't love the band myself, but no. people are all about this band, uh, this album. Yeah, so to to shed some light on that, so that album didn't make my top hundred list. It was in my honor. Wow. Record. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, it made it to number thirty-one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It because I'm the same as you, Spencer. I don't really like the band. I don't like the style. I don't like the mm-hmm. singer. And so I like for me, I don't find it accessible at all. So that's I, exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. So I didn't even listen to the whole album. And it's it's funny that you say that it's getting a lot of hype because adam speaks very highly of the album and, and mm-hmm. probably along the same lines mm-hmm. and i think that it's kind of the uh cilantro effect you know you either love it or you hate yeah. it <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. coin that term the cilantro effect their music okay. sounds like soap to me. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i've like and that's the exact same way i feel about it kyle you know when i say that people speak highly about it, it's like the people who like the band and the people who like the genre 
they say it's the best thing ever. And they say that every time I die has consistently put out insanely good albums over and over and over again. And this is just icing on a cake, but I just, I just can't relate to that in general. So (laughs) yeah, I've only liked one of their albums really. Like I really, really liked low teens. Um, and then the album they put out after that didn't really enjoy. And before that didn't really enjoy But this one. I really, really liked, but obviously like it's number 31. So like it, that's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But I am excited to see them. I'm seeing them with uh, Spirit Box and Under Oath in March. Oh my god! Yeah, it's gonna that... be a weird, weird lineup. Actually, it is kind of weird. It? Is Spirit Box headlining? No, they're first. So Under Oath is headlining. Kind of right? And it just amps up. I feel like you're going to uh, see a very different crowd for the first half of that show. Yep. It'll be fun though. It'll be a fun journey of a night. Well, I have so many questions, but we don't have time to dive into all of them. But I'm going to be asking you guys separately about some of the opinions shared. Sure. Yeah. Uh, To sum this up, I think I'm not surprised by a lot of it. Um, (laughs) Like it's cool just listening to the rationale behind a lot of the decisions. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel really good about my list. And I'm like, now I'm just excited to go back and revisit a lot of these albums that... Maybe I'm going to be biased now after listening to you guys, but it's always cool to hear that perspective. Totally. Uh, maybe to wrap up, I'm really curious because we, we were talking about this every time I die uh, with <laughs> Under Oath and Spirit Box concert. Uh-huh. What is the weirdest lineup of concert that you've been to? Oh, God. Oh, Public uh, Enemy and Our Lady Peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a weird one. I think for me, it was the browning with ginger. The browning with ginger. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, yeah, I can see that though. Yeah. It's like, but it's like electric metal with like math tech or yeah, math metal. <laughs> yeah. I, know, like I think browning's not very technical. They're very balls to the wall and techno-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Different crowds. I'm sure. Yeah. That'd be a fun show though. It was very fun. I think mine would be uh was probably like Prog Nation 2008. Where it was like it was like the band three. Mm-hmm. And then I'm pretty sure it was Frank Zappa's son. And then between the buried and me, yeah. and then Dream Theater. <laughs> Wasn't Opeth on that bill too? Oh yeah, sorry, Opeth. Yeah. So it's just like this huge, like every band sounded big completely different. And yeah. you could tell some people would like would like literally leave to get a drink, you know. Yeah. When some of the bands came out of my spray. It was really strange, but it was awesome because it was just the best of Prague kind of all together. So cool. You know what? Uh album I just realized, I don't know why it came to my mind, but didn't make it to either of our lists or honorable mentions or anything, Adam. What? Uh Power Wolf. Oh yeah. Yeah, we listened we listened to them and we talked about them, but it didn't make we it to did. Yeah, but anyways, we'll clearly have to do better data management next year. Well, we've we'll we'll be better next year because we have the list going already. That's right. Okay. Anything else from anyone? I'll put the uh, I'll put send me 
you two send me your list so I can put them in like the show notes or something just so everyone can see what the 15 are. I would say Um, the only leaving note for me would be go listen to face off by tech nine. (laughs) I'm going to. (laughs) And I would say hilariously not, not, he's not a rapper or a singer, but he does his best. Yeah. And Spencer three albums you need to spend more time with holding absence, leprous and sleep token. Um, yeah, no, sleep token, uh, I know, but it's the same thing. I have to be in a state of mind. Um, and not drive leprous. <laughs> yeah. But leprous, I'm definitely going to go back and revisit after you guys, hearing you guys talk about it. Yep. Right on. Well, I think that does it for this three-part crazy long edition of here's what's spinning um these were our top 100 releases of the year and this was maybe the craziest year of music maybe ever um yeah i just grateful yeah exactly we have so much i think to look forward to in 2022 Mm. i still think there's going to be some really killer stuff coming out in 2022 so uh, we'll be around to Can't talk wait. about those. Uh, Spencer, I mean, you're basically the third member of this podcast now. So <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for joining us. <laughs> Maybe we'll do some more uh, deep dives on some of these albums because I think that'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, anything to say to the people? Do yourself a favor and take the time to invest into into some of this music if you haven't yet, because literally life changing. So yep. I can't wait well, myself. Uh, I'm gonna go listen to Tech Nine. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, I've been. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to actually. I'm gonna be digging into a few of the ones that Spencer brought up that I didn't. Evergrey and Tech Nine. Um, mm-hmm being two of them but uh so yeah, should be should be really fun and i'm looking forward to the next year of this me too well yeah. thanks everyone for sticking around for these three episodes Thank uh, you, let us know in the comments what your some of your favorites were we will put it on the polls and as for us uh kyle and i as for the podcast and the here's what's spinning both shows we're taking a little break a little christmas break so um, we'll be releasing some more episodes to you in the new year. But until then, thanks as always for listening. Thanks for your support. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's Kyle here. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Please take a second to follow us on all of our social media. Links to our pages and any other material we talked about today are in the show notes below. Check back in next month for some additional conversation, laughs, and new music. And we wanted to give a big thank you to Adam's sister, Amanda Rishog, for designing our podcast cover image. She's a beautifully talented artist that has a tattoo shop here in Calgary called Living Prayer Tattoo. She specializes in fine line work, sacred geometry, and botanicals. Follow her online handle at Living Prayer Tattoo on Facebook and on Instagram, where you can find all of her work and booking information. And lastly, thanks again to Phoenix Song Productions for the continued technical and financial support, which helped make this podcast possible. See you next time.